Welcome to the Library Love Fest podcast. I'm Virginia Stanley. I'm Lainey Mays. And Essie Ramirez. We are the library marketing team at HarperCollins Publishers. Join us every week as we present buzzworthy books through author interviews, conversations with editors, and expert opinions from librarians like you. Enjoy the show. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Check it out. Book Buzz, HarperCollins Book Buzz. Brought to you by Library Love Fest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Library Love Fest podcast. This is Lainey. Um, we have a great editor's unedited episode for you today featuring editor Patrick Bass. Patrick is executive editor at Amistad, and he has a great episode for us, so I'm going to turn it over to him. I'm Patrick Henry Bass, executive editor at Amistad, and I'm thrilled today to introduce Dalma Lananos Figueroa to editors unedited. Dalma was born in Puerto Rico and raised in New York City. As a child, she was sent to live with her grandparents in the South Bronx, where she was introduced to the culture of rural Puerto Rico, including the storytelling that came naturally to the women, especially the older women in her family. Much of her work is based on her experiences during this time. Dama taught creative writing, language, and literature in the New York City school system before becoming a young adult librarian. Her first novel, Daughters of the Stone, was listed as a 2010 finalist for the Penn Robert W. Bingham Prize. A Woman of Endurance, her second novel, will be published by Amistad on April 12th. Welcome, Dama, to Editors Unedited. Thank you so much. Good morning. I remember distinctly the first time I read an early draft of A Woman of Endurance, and I felt as an editor every emotion possible from deep sorrow to unbridled joy. Tell us about the journey to creating this unforgettable novel. Oh my goodness. Um, I suppose the journey started um, when I was a, a little girl sent to uh, stay with my grandmother while my parents saved up money to buy a home because our neighborhood in the South Bronx was becoming dangerous and she they wanted to keep us out of the way until they could provide a, a, a more stable um, home environment. And so they sent us to Puerto Rico to stay with my grandmother. And there I was introduced to the storytelling that went on on her porch, with the ladies sitting in their rocking chairs telling stories. And of course, being a child, I was expected to, to be silent and just listen, and that's exactly what I did. And I think that's when I started um, developing my skills as a storyteller, what to tell, what to keep from saying, um, what to exaggerate, what to omit. And so that started me as a storyteller. And then as a young woman, I realized that all the images of Puerto Ricans are in the media were incomplete. There was no one who looked like me. There were no Black Puerto Ricans, and there were no working class uh, Puerto Ricans in those uh, media images. 
we were either gangsters or oversexed women or uh, submissive uh, unfortunates. And so I felt it was time to bring the reality of my life um, and the history of Afro descendants in particular onto the page. And that's where this story came from. It, it, the characters were introduced in a previous novel, Daughters of the Stone, and now I chose to take one of those characters and give her a full life. So that's where Paula and her story come from. Well, we're certainly glad that you did. Um, so there were many, many characters in Daughters of the Stone that could uh, have their own novel and their a fuller story explored. Why was it uh, critical that Pola uh, was the central figure in A Woman of Endurance? Well, Pola is um, an African woman who is purchased as a breeder. That is to create more um, enslaved people for the auction block. And her children were taken away immediately and sold. And this is a story that um, existed in Virginia, in the United States, with their um, slave farms and in um, Aruba. And I started looking for that story in, in Puerto Rico, but I found that A, there wasn't a lot of uh, historical information about it. And yet I could see it peeking through um, in what was not said. So that, for instance, in one plantation, I found information that showed that they went from being um, a, a sugarcane plantation with primarily male enslaved labor to primarily female enslaved labor. And there was no discussion or information about what were these women doing there were um, female enslaved people who did work in the field, but primarily sugarcane cutting was a male um, environment. So why were all these women there? What happened to the men? And what exactly was the plantation selling? And that started me, those two images started me thinking about this particular narrative. Right. The research in the novel is exhaustive, but not exhausting. In fact, it's quite impressive. Describe your process for research and how long did it take you to bring all the elements together for the uh, novel that we'll have in our hands on April 12th? It took about four years. The research was um, multifaceted. There was the traditional research uh, of going into archives, uh, library text, sales receipts from plantations, and historical data. Then I did a lot of interviewing of the oldest people that I could find on the island. Um, one led me to another, as, as uh, Many Latin American cultures are word of mouth is much more important than um, what Westerners would consider traditional 
sources. And, and we went all over the island visiting restored and, and other plantations that were in their natural state. So I did a lot of visiting, a, a lot of um, personal inquiry. I spoke to scholars at the university, architects, um, urban archeologists, and I did a lot of going through woods and finding uh, the footprint of slavery and plantation society that was still um, on the island, but not easily accessible. It, it, it's, it's quite um, quite a feat. So this podcast is uh, going out and being listened to um, your tribe, which are librarians who I think are, uh, I don't know what we would do without librarians. They certainly have had a, a major impact on my life. So what skills were you able to use both for Daughters of the Stone and in A Woman of Endurance that you um, learned um, from your years as a librarian? Well, first, shout out to all librarians. Uh, I am so proud to still consider myself a librarian, although I'm not active. Um, but the skills that, that I transferred were the skills of organization, of um, cataloging uh, important information as opposed to information that was not necessary for my particular task. And, and talking to librarians, both here in New York City and in Puerto Rico to get beyond the card catalog, beyond the data bases and getting into stacks and getting access to rare books and rare materials. So all of those things were extremely important. So the early response to a moment of endurance from both the literary community, I mean, just the just I, I don't want to call out any endorsement without having another endorsement, but the support that you've received from um, Afro Latinx uh, authors, mainstream authors, literary authors has just been um, well, overwhelming in, in the best possible way. And the early reviews have been really, really um, extraordinary. What do you want readers to take away from A Woman of Endurance? That's an excellent question. I think what I want is to tell the story not told. Many people said to me, I didn't know there was slaves in Puerto Rico. And this lack of information, I won't call it ignorance because that has a negative connotation, but this lack of information need, needed to be filled. And um, so I wanted to show the plantation experience through the eyes of Black women who were enslaved. There are the, the white power structure within the novel is really tangential to the lives of the um, Black people. There was a full Black community that included different classes, different religions, different occupations, different skills that really are not focused on that usually in your traditional slave narratives the, the slaves are one monolithic group of people and they're given whatever character 
uh, characterization of the author Cho. I wanted to make them individual people with individual motivations. So there are mentors and there are helpers and there are um, collaborators. There are people who internalize the racism of the society and there were people who safeguarded the cultures that they came from. So African religion, traditional African religion, or better said traditional Yoruba religion, what is, is an integral part of the um, narrative of both novels. And in this case, the traditions that sustained the enslaved people, whether it be music or dance or food or modes of teaching, those are all kept intact and help people endure and survive a really brutal um, system. But I, I want the readers to know that this isn't a novel of woe is me and they done us wrong. This is a novel of strength and healing and love and disappointment and the whole spectrum of humanity, which is not often um, projected in some of the literature. Well, it's a it's a masterpiece. I'm, I'm so thrilled that uh, readers will have an opportunity again on April 12th. And there will also be a Spanish edition from yes. Harper Espanol. I believe May 12th is the date, but the, all the information is on um, Dama's website. Dama, can you uh, share your um, website information? Okay, my website is www.dalmayanosfigueroa.com. And um, that is my whole name without uh, faces. And I hope that everyone goes there to find not only information about me and about my process, but about the books and a further extension of why I feel it was important to put this particular narrative on people in English and then in Spanish. Well, Dalma, we, you and I will be talking a lot more, you know, um, uh, which is always a pleasure and a delight. Thank you so much for joining us for Editors Unedited. Uh, I hope you all will enjoy A Woman of Endurance. Um, and thank you for your time, Dama. Absolutely. And may everyone have a wonderful day and uh, hopefully a wonderful spring to come around the corner. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Library Love Fest podcast. For more information on this week's episode, go to librarylovefest.com. Enjoying the show? We would love to hear what you think. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Library Love Fest and on Instagram at Harper Library. Be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and share the show with a friend. Lastly, if you enjoy our show, we bet you'll enjoy all of the other podcasts from HarperCollins Publishers. Find a list of shows at harpercollins.com forward slash podcast. See you next week.